There'd be a lot of poop in my case. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing a six foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch, she turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big mm -hmm. abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the Flying over the ocean on a gentle summer's day. Everything's going perfectly. You look out the window and see the ocean below you swaying gently with the blue green welcomeness of the warmth of it. As you look back forward, you see a strange cloud start to form. As you're flying, it appears that you're in some kind of a tunnel. And the cloud around you turns to a faint green color. And as you watch, it seems the skin of this cloud has an electrical feel to it. As you pass through the cloud, strange things seem to be in the shadows. But you emerge unharmed. And when you land, you realize you've returned three hours early. All of your instruments don't agree with this. But everyone on the ground says you just left. Mm. I am the great and powerful mystery. And I'm J-Clone42. And today, boy oh boy, are we starting the the long uphill battle. Now you guys have heard about it. Oh gosh. So it's here. The biggest triangle of them all. The Bermuda Triangle Season 3 Finale. Bermuda. Bahamas. Come on, pretty mama. I almost had that for the opener instead. Yeah. But it is highly copyrighted. I thought you were about to read a poem or something. No, that was all that was all improv. I know it was. I had a little vision in my head of how I wanted to go. No, so this is one like season finales, like we said last, you know, on Monday. For any of our new people, season finales are always like super episodes. Like at least three parts. We don't know. Obviously, we haven't recorded this one. We don't know how many parts it's going to be. These take forever. Uh, the a lot take, of info. Oh, gosh. There's so much. Info dump incoming. So I want to, up front, I just want to say thank you for everybody's support. Yeah. By the time this comes out, we should have hit half a million downloads. Which is nuts. It's in, it's insane. I remember we literally, I just had a post refresh on my Facebook saying thank you everybody for 10,000 downloads. Quite a, it's quite a bit. And now we get that in quite like a, bit a couple days. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you, guys. So thank you. This is a moment to remember. We're nationally ranked. We're internationally ranked. 
it's a crazy experience. I'm doing this full time. Jay is hopefully going to come on at the end of this year, or early next spring. We'll see how it goes. As long as we keep getting subscribers and stuff. That was an odd sound. That, was that you? Yeah, it was me. Okay. I will not do that again. Uh, but it thank sounded you like guys. it was in our headphones. It like, did. Or, I mean, it I thought it was a glitch, and I was like, not another roadcaster down. Nah, no, no. Hope, don't say that. Right before we get going. <laughs> but no, so once again, if you're new or newish, these are super episodes. They're, we try not to leave anything out. Uh, some of this for the Bermuda Triangle is going to be really repetitive because the same story can kind of be spun different ways depending on which topic we're looking at. Okay. Uh, so you're going to hear the same names of a couple of these things pop up regard like uh, several times. Okay. Uh, does that make sense so far? Right, yeah. I obviously did not include everything. Like, it's impossible. The Bermuda Triangle for hundreds of years has been... A lot of Eating history. Everything. A lot of history. I have solved the Bermuda Triangle, though. Oh, so what, would that be re- revealed at the end? The very end. Okay. It'll be the last thing we cover. Okay. Sinkhole. Uh, Giant no. sinkhole. No, it was funny though. <laughs> uh, no, it's. It came to me at like one thirty in the morning on like day four of working on this script. It hit me like a ton of bricks, and I had to write it down like at the very end, real fast. Oh, okay. Uh, because I figured it out. Uh oh. I'm the best there ever was. The Great and Powerful Mystery uh, has solved the mystery. I was going to say, you don't get the moniker of Great and Powerful for no reason of your own. But we're just going to start nice and easy about the triangle itself. And this is kind of a weird thing. Before we even get into this, I want to say that it's weird how every place is a triangle, and it's because of the Bermuda Triangle. The Bermuda Triangle was the first, as far as I can tell, documented thing to be like, look, it's all this weirdness happens in a triangle. Yeah, why why the triangle shape? We'll talk about we'll talk about the three places that the Bermuda Triangle falls in. Okay. That's what gives it its shape. Gotcha. Miami, Florida, and Bermuda are obviously two of the points. And we'll talk about the third one later. Is it the third one in that song too? Yes. Oh, all right. Uh I did I did do it in my head. Yeah. It's- uh it is in that song. Did you know where Bermuda was? Is. Uh, I mean it's just off. The east coast of uh, Florida, right? Yeah, it's a lot more north than I knew it was, though. Okay. It's like almost, to me, for looking on the map, it's almost like level with like Daytona. Okay. Just out in the ocean. Yeah. And it was just weird to me. Like, I never like kind of, I guess my spatial awareness in my head, it was always much further south. Like down in the Bahamas? Yeah. Yeah. It's way far away from the Bahamas. Yeah. It's weird. So it's not in that uh, Central American, like... Uh, what's that little the, the island latitude? It isn't a, yeah, it's in, it isn't one of the part of the island chains. But anyways, Bermuda Triangle, also known as the Devil's Triangle, mm. it's loosely is defined as a region as a part of the North Atlantic Ocean where aircraft, ships, and other strange disappearances occur. There's a lot of weird stuff. I don't know what episode we're getting into this, but uh, ghost ships mm-hmm. and phantom ships are two different things. Ghost ships and phantom ships are two different things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ghost ships are way scarier and happen like one happened like two weeks ago at the Bermuda Triangle that nobody's talked about. Really? Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago as of recording this. Right, 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 right. Uh, but yeah, the idea of the area is uniquely prone to disappearances around the mid 20th century. But the most reputable stories dismiss this idea as any mystery there. So, like, most people are like, oh, this isn't real. I'll tell you, this list, like, stuff goes missing in the ocean constantly, but it's the myriad of stuff that happens here. Yeah, I know. You don't get the reputation, or it's not in everybody's, like, everyone knows when you say Bermuda Triangle kind of where it is, what's, not what's going on, but they know, like, it's an anomalous spot of strange things going on there. Anomalous phenomena. Right. 
So the earliest suggestion, or the earliest suggestion of an unusual disappearances in the Bermuda area appeared on September 17, 1950. Articles published in the Miami Herald, which we're going to use the Miami Herald a lot, because uh, it's the probably the local or closest. Yeah, I was going to say it's literally the newspaper that's in the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, the biggest paper and the closest so to it. Miami Beach is in the Bermuda Triangle. Just so everybody knows. Mm, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, weird stuff happens there, not just frat parties. A lot of weird stuff happens in Miami. A lot of Miami's a weird town. Are you in the city when the heat is on all night on the beach to the <laughs> so, break of dawn? Uh, it, it was picked up by the Miami Herald first, but two years later, it was picked up by Fate magazine. Fate. So it's funny that like Fate is like a like a paranormal magazine. Right. Is that we're kind of not stuff. affiliates of Fate. But. No, uh, but it's weird that the Miami Herald kind of got it first, ain't it? Ain't it odd? Don't uh, okay. Yeah, Too mean, many songs already. Yeah. We have a lot to get through. Justin, focus. Uh, so anyways, the Fate Magazine published Sea Mystery at Our Back Door, a short article by George Sand. It's funny, his last name is literally Sand. Sand. Well, he probably I moved, think he's yeah. from the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. It's li- he's literally a giant sandbar out there. Yeah, George Sand. Yeah. I look and th- I know your facade, George. But he's a good writer. Uh, but anyways, he was covering the, the several planes that have been lost and ships, including the loss of Flight 19. Probably because he's the one that got him. It was... Oh, you just spoiled the ending. It's a giant sandbar that's just alive, named George. Ooh, that is one of the things. Yeah, Shh. a living sandbar. Shh, baby girl. We George. got like seven more hours to go through. George. Anyway, so the famous loss of Flight 19, a group of five U.S. Navy gunmen, uh, Avenger torpedo bombers on a training mission. Sands article was the first to lay out the now familiar triangular area where the loss took place, as well as the first suggested of supernatural elements to Flight 19 incident. Flight, time, the Flight 19 alone would have covered again in, in April 1962 issues of American Legion magazines. And its author, Alan W. Eric, but it's spelled very weird, Okay, wrote the flight leader had been heard saying, We are entering white water. Nothing seems right. We don't know where we are. The water is green. No white. No green. He wrote that the officer was saying the Naval Board of Inquiry stated that the plane's Flew off to Mars. Okay. Flight 19. Do you know about Flight 19? I don't, actually. Well, we'll get there. Okay. Like, we're going to do a very generalized covering of it. Yeah. Because it's just, it's a big story in itself. We could probably do an hour and a half on. Flew to Mars, though, hey? If it's, but it's, that's all recorded. Like, that was the transcript of the pilots calling back to the, the base saying. They were on Mars? We were in white water. No mm-hmm. green. No white. No green. Which that I can understand, I guess. Like, their whole atmosphere around them was changing colors rapidly. Yeah, like a squid. Hmm. Ain't it odd? In 1964, Vincent Gardles wrote an article called The Deadly Bermuda Triangle in Pulp Magazine. He says, Flight 19 and other disappearances were part of a pattern of strange events in the region. The next year, Gibbles expanded the article into a book called Invisible Horizons. Okay. Uh, the other writers elaborated on Gibbles' idea that John William Spencer, uh, that of Limbo of the Lost in 1969, uh, reported basically the book called The Devil's Triangle. And many others are all keeping some sort of the same paranormal elements outlined by Eric. I like how you're just saying all the names with this voice. I've, I've fully embraced. This is the end of season three. I haven't been able to pronounce one name right, whether so, it's a Patreon member or whatever. That's so true. I'm just making it. I'm and I'm putting it. They're getting like okay. So the triangle, on it. the triangle area, 
that Gibbles has explained that the article detailed the boundaries of the triangle. And I want to say this. The boundaries of the triangle are not hard boundaries. It's more like a big blob where these where this stuff occurs. Right, yeah. It's not stuck to the triangle itself. Yeah, you The step. triangle is the... I know, it's not like a big line where, like, no supernatural. 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 Yeah. There's nothing over here, and over there there's a crack in eating a plane. Exactly, but you're safe on this side of the line. Uh, no, so it's it's just like a, a generalized area to help explain, and it happens to be triangular shape through the three points. Right. So the dedicated boundaries of the triangle, given its appendices as Miami, Puerto Rico, and Bermuda. Aha. Okay, Puerto Rico. Yeah. So Puerto Rico, as its own as the season three opener, El has Chup- been a host of super strange events, including caves, the Chupacabra, and Bat Squatch. That's right. I forgot about that. So that's why Puerto Rico is also special for this. Mm. There's actually a lot of the stuff we've covered that will come back up in this uh, has been in Bermuda or the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, it's just been there? Yeah. Like, okay. It's just weird that how much, like, when you look at it small scale, it's just like, oh, it's just out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. The right. Ocean's huge. When you look at a big scale, you're like, oh, no, all this stuff is in the Bermuda Triangle. How odd. It's like somebody knew. Huh. So subsequent writers did not necessarily follow his definition. Some writers gave it different boundaries, uh, different variations of the triangle. Uh, the total area ranging from around 1.3 million uh, square kilometers to 3.9 million square kilometers. Otherwise, 500,000 square cl- or square miles to 1.5 million square miles. Okay, so it's a big area. Yeah, indeed some writers even stretch. So get this. Yeah. The, like I guess just said, the Bermuda Triangle has had several variations of how big it is. Right. One writer, I don't have his name in front of me, put it, he, some, so some writers even stretch it as far as the Irish coast. Okay, that's... Constantly <laughs> the determination of what incidents occur inside the triangle depend on which writer you're looking at. I think that may be part of another triangle if it's going all the way up to Ireland. That's oh, pretty It's called the away. Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, exactly. If we're just covering anything that happens in the northern Atlantic Ocean... The list would be forever. Right, exactly. Continents have disappeared. Yeah, we'll call it the Bermuda rhombus. <laughs> All right, so I have a very, what I'm going to call a quick list of the big stuff that's gone missing in the triangle. Okay. And like I said, we're going to retouch on some of this stuff several times. When you say big, do you mean like enormous in size or like enormous in story? Like- enormous in story. Okay. The famous stuff. Gotcha. This is not a complete list of everything that's ever gone missing in the Bermuda Triangle. This is the stuff, though, that made newspapers. This is the stuff that... Right. Like I said, there's fishing boats that go missing almost every week in the Bermuda Triangle. That's nuts. Or, yeah, so... Is, not, is there any stories of any, like, giant cruise ships? Because that would be also very nuts. <sighs> there is? Yes. Uh, okay, good. I can't and wait for that They just one. found it this year. They found it? Yeah. Oh. We'll get there. Oh, Okay. So don't ruin stuff anymore. Uh, no, I mean, Keep I think your mouth shut. I think that's a good, uh, uh, what's it called? Foreshadowing? Yeah. That's a good foreshadow. Yeah. And a whole empty cruise ship disappeared. It's gone for like 10 years and then popped back up just like this year. Right. So let's, we'll, we'll save that one. We don't have to do that right now. Uh, I got to remember the movie, but there's, anyways, uh, that's for later. Disappearing stuff is the name of this section. Okay. So once again, for all of our new members, I kind of just give these to like general titles for these little things. So, so far, this one is called General Information in Disappearing Stuff. Okay. Now, first one, 1812, The Patriot. So, this is the oldest one on my list. This is not the oldest one ever recorded. 
Mm-hmm. It's just a famous one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's mostly because of the people involved. Okay, gotcha. The daughter of Aaron Burr. Oh, the the guy that... Uh, the third vice president of the United States was on board the Patriot. So the, his daughter of Aaron Burr, the third right. vice president of the United States, was on board the Patriot. A schooner that was in 1812 sailed from South Carolina to New York. The ship never arrived. Neither the ship, nor its passengers, nor its crew were ever found. American England were still at war, and it was greatly speculated the schooner may have been mistaken as a blockade runner and attacked, but there was never records found to verify this scenario. No side ever came forward to say that it was their fault. Mm. Well, I mean, it might not have been, but... I personally don't think it was yeah. on this one. I think it was a really part of the mystery, and we'll get into why later. Like why this this happens a lot. Okay, in this area, like it just happens. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, and the British you... after the end of the war took credit for everything. They, what do you mean? Everything that they did, uh-huh. they took credit for. Every schooner sank. Every everything defeated. Like oh, the British said like yeah, we did that. Yeah. Okay. Make so it's feel... very odd that the death of the the third vice president ever's daughter. They didn't claim it. Oh, they didn't claim that one. Right. That's what I'm saying. Gotcha. The British, after the end, nobody claimed it. Right. Which is very, very odd. The British claimed everything else. Yeah. The SS, okay, Cotopax. Okay. I think that, I think that's not bad. 1925. The Cotopax is going to pop up like six times. Cotopax. A large freighter. Now, let's just make sure I'm saying that right. Read the SS, the Uh, second one on the list. Okay. A large freighter. No, like, what is it? How do you say the name? Oh, Cotopaxi? Cotopaxi? Cotopax? Yeah. Cotopaxi? One or the other. A large freighter, the U.S. Cotopaxi, disappeared in 1925, carrying a load of coal to Charleston, South Carolina. The moral of the story is don't go to South Carolina. (laughs) The ship's destination was Cuba, but it never made it. The Cotopaxi sent a distress call before it disappeared. Uh, In January of 2020, a favorite diver's wreckage known as the Bear Wreck, located 35 miles south of St. Augustine, was identified as the Cotopex. Oh, they found it? Yeah, they called it the bear wreckage, but they, they've been diving it forever. Right, yeah. They just didn't know what it was. Didn't know it was the, yeah. The lost steam-powered freighter sunk in a tropical storm, allegedly. All 32 people on board perished. The ship was in shocking, or it was in a shocking condition prior to setting sail. The maintenance was particularly non-existent, and there was no conditions or even, or there's no, it's so making the conditions even more dangerous. Many of the cargo hatches were either missing or broken. This meant a storm would have filled the cargo and washed it and basically filled it with water very quick. Yeah. But we'll get back. There is more with the Cotopexi. Okay. Know. I was going to say, though, how do they know, like, it, those things didn't go missing after it sank or something? I don't, I don't know. We'll get there, baby bird. All right. Uh, Navy Squadron Flight 19, 1945, the very end of World War II. Right, yep. The most famous disappearance by a long shot, the Bermuda Triangle. Is Flight 19. In 1945, five U.S. Navy or five U.S. Navy Avenger torpedo bombers out on route training mission vanished. Thirteen men rescue marine aircrafts also disappeared without a trace. They sent people out and they disappeared too. Oh, that's not good. Over the years, it's been rumored that the captain of the routing training mission had personal problems. The other pilots, being inexperienced, were combining factors. However, that doesn't explain the disappearance of the rescue aircraft as well. Right. Like, there's some stories that put it, like, we'll get to Flight 19. But there's some stories that put it, like, he was, the captain was having a lot of, like, personal problems with his marriage and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and depression, and he flew them all into the water. That's what the dude, um, 
did with uh what was his name uh that guitarist for ozzy osbourne randy rhodes i think was his name he got in a plane with a pilot that was having problems it's just them two in it and that guy like was swooping in and then wrecked the plane and killed him so keep in mind that would work if it was just him went missing. Right, yeah. His whole squadron is chocolate. Keep in mind these are Navy right, yeah. bombers. Even if they're green, yeah. they still made it through a lot of training to get to be Navy bombers right. in World War II. Yeah, keep in mind what bombers were doing in World War II. Dropping bombs. Yeah, a lot of them. I mean, just constantly. So for, in my opinion, for them to say, like, he was having problems, so he flew them all into the ocean in a fog bank. I don't like everybody has their own gauges. Everybody has their own instruments. You would tell that you're rapidly descending towards the ocean. Well, yeah. I mean, that's uh, if he had problems, like he may have just wanted. He would have killed himself. Right. But not everybody else. And then the other thing stacked on flight 19 is the rescue crew disappeared after. Like, look, that, now that's a really weird part. I mean, I can see a guy just going, being at the end of his rope, basically, and just, I'm taking this ship down. I don't care. Like, I'm taking everyone with me. But they wouldn't follow him. Oh, it, it wasn't... I thought everyone was on one plane. No! It's a Ew. squadron of planes. Oh, I thought it was like a squadron, like a platoon on one plane. No. That's five. Why five planes. Planes went missing. Oh, that's a little bit different. Five okay. bombers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, then you're right. You definitely wouldn't be following that guy I into see, this. I would see him following for a minute and be like, okay, we're getting really close to water. Yeah. We're not doing this. Yeah. The old Timner's reading at like seven feet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting wet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's water coming in the window. <laughs> My windshield wipers are on. I think we're getting close to the water, guys. Uh, but anyway, so but even even if they did follow him into the bleak abyss of the ocean, it did not. Like the rescue planes wouldn't have followed the same fate. Maybe they, have, they were really good at trailing him. Yeah, exactly. Right into the ocean. They got like 3D, like uh, like Google Glass uh, projector, like following okay, their trail. I got a lot of these to get so through. Dumb. This is going to be such a long series. Okay. The BSSA Star Tiger aircraft. 1948, the British South American uh, Airways craft Star Tiger took off from Libsyn, but returned due to issues with the engine. It took off again a few hours later, stopping to refuel in Arrows, where it stopped overnight due to the weather. The next day, the plane and its crew and passengers headed towards its destination in Bermuda in a windstorm. Several hours later, before reaching Bermuda, the Sand Tiger or the Star Tiger disappeared without a trace. Mm. So just one of those more general like right yeah but I, I mean documented it was fully fueled when it left yep it was a windstorm that wasn't like crazy no. so it's just odd ain't it odd <laughs> okay okay no you can't keep doing I, that I, I, I'm gonna sing I, that song eight times during this I thing I know because I know you like singing it and then it's Garmin Cougar Jet 1991 okay oh okay this one is... of the spookiest disappearances of the Bermuda Triangle happened in 1991 Pilot flying, flying a Garner Cougar jet had just spoken to Control Tower as he was ascending, ascending to 29,000 feet when, he had, when his plane just vanished. Hmm. One moment his plane was on the radar and the next it was gone. There were no blips sewing or any kind of crusade of debris falling, no wreckage or any other types of debris were ever found. His plane had vanished in the blink of an eye. So this one is really weird because he was talking to them. And then it, he was talking to the radio tower. He was on radar. Yeah. And then he all everything disappeared. All transmissions it all stopped. ceased. Yeah. All right. Aircraft just fade out. Or yeah, aircraft just fades out of radar. So the Genesis Freighter, 1999. How does a 465 ton cargo ship just disappear? Well, in 1999. 
The freighter Genesis sailed into port of in the port of Spain. The ship's destination was St. Vincent in the, Cuba, the Caribbean islands. The cargo consists of slabs, bricks, and much needed water. Okay. In this instance, a nearly sail or a nearby sailing vessel picked up the ship's radio call for help. The freighter had problems with its bilge pump taking on uh, amounts of or ex- accelerated amounts of water in its bilge and sending it back into the ocean. If it fails, the engine room would flood and the ship would sink. The crew may or may not have had time to abandon ship before this happens. Whatever happened after the call, the cargo ship was never heard from again. Like so many other vessels in the Bermuda Triangle, it just disappeared without a trace. Mm. So they were actively radioing for help. Mm-hmm. There was people out there looking for them. Mm-hmm. This is a monster cargo ship. Yeah, I don't know. Have you ever seen one of them out in the ocean? They're they, literally they're monstrous. Yes. So I fish behind them. Oh, you you do? I have. Oh, you have in okay. Florida. We followed yeah. them out of the International Coastway and stuff like that where yeah. they deliver. It's insane. They're they're so, they're, they're, they're they're building. They're moving floating buildings. They're like, mountains. Yeah. I mean, it's bigger than any building anybody's ever been in. A World Trade Center, maybe like building a skyscraper. Size. Yeah, exactly, skyscraper. Because we went uh, the first time I ever seen one in the open ocean. I was just we. Uh, I was in Florida, and we did a deep-sea fishing charter. The guy was just, you know, took us out, I don't know how many miles, out off the coast, far enough to where you can't see the coast anymore, you know, pretty far out there. And then I seen off in the distance, like, this ship. And I was like, okay, that's pretty big. And we kept going out further and getting a little closer to it, and it was kind of coming towards us. When that thing, when you got to the side of it, and we weren't even close. We weren't even close to it, but we were close enough to see it. It's. It, I was. I was in shock, or not in shock, in awe of just how massive. It's amazing those even float. So imagine that disappearing as it's radioing for help, as people are hmm. looking for it. Hmm. That's okay. Yeah, it's, I, there's I a reason the Bermuda Triangle is one of these heavy hitters. Oh yeah, it's got a reputation for a reason. Yeah, I mean it earned it. Believe me. And what I like about both these so far too, or both these, all these so far is both of them. It's not just locked into. Sea like vessels, like air. It's airplanes. Oh, it's everything. It's everything. Don't worry, I have disappearances from land for you. Oh, okay. Stuff just gets carried off in the ocean, like by a giant tentacle. Oh, I was gonna say, is, is it like your grandma when she wanted to go into the ocean and she just drove she just her drove scooter <laughs> in? <laughs> That's my, yeah. No, you know when things, some things go missing, it's a it's, little more explainable. It's an old lady driving into <laughs> like her scooter into the ocean after she was told not to. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's 16 foot. So let's get a serious because these are yeah. recent ones that are sad. Okay. Get serious. I know. I try to keep it light. 16 foot fishing vessel, 2003. Frank and Ronnie uh, Lino just bought a brand new 16 foot fishing vessel on Wednesday afternoon, June 18, 2003. Decided to take it out for a day of fun. They love to go fishing, but on this beautiful day to test out their new boat, they set off to the Baytone uh, Beach Inlet, Florida, and were never heard from again. Both a couple. And their way, uh, sorry, uh, both a couple in their way, new or both a couple, and their new boat vanished. The next day, the couple failed to show up for their respective jobs. Coworkers, friends, and family feared the worst. It is early Friday morning that when the Coast Guard launched a rescue mission, the search covered over thirty-five thousand square miles, ranging from Miami to Savannah, Georgia. No wreckage or signs of the couple or the boat were ever found. Hmm. I I don't. That's only twenty years ago. Yeah, so I remember, like, there was one that, I don't know if it's on this list later, uh, where they didn't find them. Right, yeah. Like, literally, when we were down there, I can't remember, it was 2016, 2017, to where a couple young boys, like, I guess, like, the oldest kid was, like, 18, and his brother was, like, 16. Yeah. And they were, these were kids that were out in there every, every day. Right, yeah. And they went missing, and then they found their boat overturned, 
way out where where it was not supposed to be. Like hydrologists couldn't figure out how the boat got there. Yeah. Like there was a lot well, of weird like the time frame of when they left the or went missing and stuff like that. Like it was going oh. against the current. And all it was weird. Okay. Like it was not like that's why they didn't find it for so long. Is it was where everybody said it couldn't be. Yeah, it showed up where it wasn't supposed to. And mm-hmm. so there was a lot of weird. Like they never found those boys. Uh, so fishing boat. What's left in two thousand three? Fishing boat was tragically, ironically named the What's Left. Was found capsized on the beach near Cape Canaveral in two thousand three. That's where I fish. Oh, uh, nice. It's New Smyrna Beach is Cape Canaveral National Seashores. Nice. It's a tortoise preserve. A tortoise preserve? Oh, those are the ones that had those tortoises you were talking mm-hmm. about that are rare? Yeah, that'll fish with you. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So human marine remains were found on this boat for those of the missing boat owners. Gary Lisk, 61, his fishing companion, Neil, 74, 47, and his son, Neil Jr., 13, were found. The trio left for days of fishing trip. It would take them 65 miles south of Naples, in the Gulf of Mexico. <clears throat> However, their wreckage was washed up 400 miles away from where they launched in the Atlantic Ocean. Hmm. How the boat ended up in the ocean bluffs are baffled authorities. They speculated the boat may have been caught in the Atlantic Gulf Stream and slowly moving current, you know, that wraps around the U.S. Right, yeah. But this is another one of those ones that they just can't figure out. Can't, it's hard to explain. These guys were all dead in the boat. Like, they, were, like this is one of the ones where their bodies were still there. They were in rough condition. It was only a couple days. Like, there was a lot of mystery with this one. And unfortunately, you know, unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know how to explain this. I'd rather have my family members' bodies back than wonder. Right, yeah, because you, you at least know, like, okay, they're, they're, they're not, they're not yeah. stuck on an island. They're right. not out there, you know. Right, or, you know, they didn't, like, at least you know they didn't drown or something or, you know, go overboard. You, you got closure with having the bodies But there. this is, like... Explaining the deaths and stuff like that, explaining how they ended up in the ocean, explaining all the like that they, part don't make sense. They don't like. They, there's a lot wrong with this, right? But at least they're not missing, I guess. Yeah. So that's kind of the. It's not a good thing, but it's not. A, you know, it's one of the things that a lot of these stories don't have. Right. Yeah. Uh, body. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> you know where they ended up. Remains. Uh, 2004, 19 foot fishing vessel, 40 year old fisherman enthusiast Glenn left Hudson, Florida, in his 19 foot fishing boat. 4 a.m. on Sunday, March 23rd, 2004. He was scheduled to return that night. He did not return, but his boat was discovered 32 miles west of Emont Key, Florida. Uh, he's still missing. He was never found. That's not, yeah. That's his boat was not capsized. His boat was just floating there, only man. 30 miles from where he's supposed to be. Uh, some people said he may have like slipped and fell overboard. His head on the way down. Uh, it happens. It happens. I mean, it's just there's a lot of. It, Going anything by yourself is very dangerous. Like, I stopped going ice fishing by myself a long time ago because of stuff like this. Yeah, you never know. I mean, if you if you At least fall, if, I, if I die ice fishing, at least somebody's there to go back and say, like, okay, he fell in the ice. Like, Right, yeah. If you just wind up missing or you're just gone and you don't come back, yeah, there's a lot of mystery and it keeps people worried. I think I even shared a story. I don't know if it was on the regular show or Patreon about the guy up in Canada that someone had told me when he was staying up there, uh, there was a guy that would cruise around i mean he was tr- drinking unfortunately but they found his boat the next morning um just up on the shore like like way up on the shore like he had ran the boat ashore like going full blast but what had ha- then then they ended up finding his body uh later but they they think he slipped and fell off the back of his boat while the and he didn't have a strap you know on his hand because his outboard motor and so that boat just kept going full bore and he fell off the back and it was nighttime in cold water and he probably just drowned 
and his boat just kept going. So, I mean, but he'd by himself. Mm-hmm. At least if someone was with you, they could hop back and spin around and pick you up. 2005, Piper, PA-23. Three people on board of a Piper PA-23 aircraft finished on June 20th of 2005. I believe this is like a... Uh, uh, water hopper, a puddle hopper plane is what they call oh, it. Oh, okay, yeah. That's what Jimmy Buffett flies down there in Florida. Gotcha. They had been in Treasure City, Bahamas, and then, or, so they were between Treasure City, Bahamas, and uh, FT Pierce, Florida, and the plane disappeared. The two controllers failed to notify the pilot of preci- or precision within their route. It's believed that the pilots flew into a severe thunderstorm, lost control of the aircraft, and crashed somewhere in the ocean. Hmm. Uh, Unfortunate. Yeah. 2008, Dominican Republican flight. The plane carrying 11 passengers set off from the Dominican Republic to MG, or MYG in the Bahamas. So that's, that's an airport. Oh, okay. Uh, December 15, 2008. An hour into the flight, the pilot radioed the trunks in Cisco Islands control towers, and they had an emergency. The story sounds familiar. The plane had problems and ended up crashing into the ocean. However, an unofficial report claims that the plane took off from the Dominican airport and was ascended for 35 minutes and simply disappeared from radar. Mm, that's weird. So there's a lot of, like, the official port is saying they crashed in the ocean and we just never found them. Yeah. The, uh, there's a lot of stories around the airport and everything like that saying that, no, like, they just disappeared. They were radioing us. They were having engine problems, and they just vanished. Man, it's almost like, I mean, I'm sure you're going to get to it at the end or talk about it, but, like, electronic anomalies are, you know, going on with a lot of these just... I don't know. It's just weird. The thing that's getting the weirdest about it is disappearing on radar. Like, that's just... And then communications when you're in the middle of it and it just ceases. Like I do have the one that I was talking about. Earlier. Okay. That's right. Let's, you want to go to it? That's our next one. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. I couldn't remember if I took it out or not. 2015, 19-foot fishing vessel. Two teenage boys, Austin and Perry, set out from July 20, or 2015 a fun fishing trip to the Bahamas. They left Juniper, Florida, or Jupiter, Florida. So I was there. Jupiter? I got, we were there yeah. like, when this happened. Oh, oh. That's why this one's like upsetting. I guess a little more upsetting. Like More personal. We've we seen were... them like flying. Like we were shark fishing at night on the beaches and stuff like that. Yeah. We see them flying all night out in the ocean. Hundreds of helicopters looking for these people. Private, public. Like Wow. Because uh, these are... Uh, so, they were left before, uh, so they were left be- just before their disappearance. The teenagers posted a two-word Snapchat message that they were in trouble. The largest U.S. Coast Guard search ensued and spanned fifteen hundred square miles or nautical square miles. Their capsized boat was found eight months later, a hundred miles off the Bre- or Bahama or nah, Bermuda coast. There was a possible sighting of the one of the boys two days after the disappearance by a pilot, Bobby Smith, and his granddaughter. The pilot spotted a pair of some or someone laying on the back of what appeared to be a floating debris. The person waved his arms and the pilot circled around. Smith called the Coast Guard, but quickly lost sight of the person. So basically, oh, so he saw him and then out. Yeah. So they were discovered. The boat was discovered eight months later, a hundred miles off the coast. So this boat was just sitting in the same water for eight months, bouncing around with nobody finding it. That's weird. Secondly, this guy did see somebody. Uh, laying on a piece of debris. They were waving arms. He turned around as quickly as possible. He was radioing the whole time, and then he just couldn't find him again. Couldn't find Yeah, it's so It's the ocean. It's the ocean, you know. It's hard to explain that you can just, like, even from a plane, from a BSI, right. you can, something could disappear right in front of you. I mean, if 
and tucks I'm, behind one set of waves and or, it's just gone. Or you know anything that's underneath them pulls him under the water, you're gone. You're instantly or gone. one. Like I, yeah, it doesn't even have to be that nefarious. Like one wave pushes the piece of debris on yeah. into the water for a second. Right. The plane's moving pretty fast. Like yeah. they, they can't go slow. Right. Yeah. Wait, you can't. They can't put the brakes on and just. Like, I mean, you can, but you're going to end up with the boy in the water. Cruise control. You know, at like five mile per hour. Uh, so investigators discovered the boat battery was intentionally turned off. Hmm. Oh. A mechanical failure would automatically switch off the battery. Austin's phone was recovered from the boat, but it was too severely damaged to receive any of the information. The boys were never found. That's so crazy. I was it, So they disconnected the battery, it sounds like? The, no, so the boat automatically disconnected the battery. So that's what the, oh, the boat's... safety feature. Yeah, it's a safety feature. They yeah. automatically unhook the battery in case of electrical emergency. Okay, so they definitely so, took on water. It doesn't even have to be that. It could be any mechanical failure. Oh, okay. The boat is trying to not fry. So, like, if stuff's going bad in electrical harnessing, it doesn't want it to catch fire. Right, So yeah. it just cuts power to it. Now, I've heard all kinds of things about these boys, saying that they were inexperienced, they shouldn't have been out there, all this stuff. Keep in mind, these have been doing it since they were kids. Like, they were doing it with their dad a long time. Like, yeah. These are very experienced. Even though they're teenagers, they're extremely experienced individuals. Right. It makes their disappearance and the way they found their boat and their deaths, uh, presumed deaths, very odd. Ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> the SSL Freno cargo ship, 2015. Perhaps one of the most senseless and tragic Bermuda Triangle disappearances was the sinking of the SSL Freno cargo ship. Okay, we're going to pause real quick. Sorry for that slight interference. We went through some electrical fog. Oh, yeah. By electrical fog, you mean the neighbor mowing his lawn during recording hour and day. Doesn't he know? Yeah, I know he's only recording. He's only mowing like right under my window, but he does it to be nice. What do you mean? Like he mows like my yard that's on that side of the house. Oh, that, he's actually mowing your yard? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Still. I know he does it to be nice. And I get it because it's already like kind of like on his way to mow. I know. I'm it's just... that little section of yard like I never use. Yeah, There's know. a little guard bed over there that I never plant anything in. Ah. But it's facing his house. So I tell I always tell him he can do whatever he wants because I don't go over there. Yeah. And it's facing his house. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. He's the one looking at it, not you. But it's you. only like a foot of yard in between my house and his driveway. Right, yeah. And he just so happened to be mowing it right as we're recording I have a, season I, three finale. I have very good neighbors. Yeah, I know. So yeah. it's not it's little bumps, but it's nothing real. I know. We're just giving him a hard time. Oh, yeah. All right. So Both him and his wife are very good scientists. That's true. It's true. Me and him had a weird talk yesterday that if anybody else was listening, it'd have been like, what are these nerds doing I back know. here? Talking about your wigs. <laughs> Oh, where was I? SS Elfrino cargo ship. Yeah, 2015. I think, I think we were probably there. Perhaps one of the most senseless disappearances and tragic in the Bermuda Triangle's history was the sinking of the SS Elfrino cargo ship that, des- that departed Jacksonville, Florida, October 1st, 2015, heading for Puerto Rico. The ship's captain and owner made a monstrous mistake to continue sailing after severe tropical storm. Uh, Jacqueline, is it Jacqueline? Jacqueline was quickly turned into a Category 3 hurricane. The ship's weather. Okay, before I read the rest of this, I always thought I had a funny conversation at work a couple months ago about hurricanes and who decides when they're a tropical storm and when they're a a hurricane. Oh, gotcha. And I made the joke that, yeah, somebody flies over top of them and, like, measures them. Okay. And that's how they tell. And they thought I was serious. Oh, okay, because you fly over top of them. Yeah. Ain't going to go too well, is it? No. 
Anyway, so the ship's weather equipment suffered uh, from a 24-hour or 21-hour lag time and failed to provide current and accurate weather conditions. The ship was found a month later, 15,000 feet below the surface. Now the crew's body were uh, ever found, or none of the crew's body were ever found, although the ship's black box was recovered. So that's one of those weird things. Oh, like, ships have black boxes too? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Okay. Most of the time they end up at the bottom of the ocean, so it's hard to get them back. Well, hee-haw. Why don't, so who's the, why didn't they make a black box with a flotation device built in? Because of where they're put in, like, stuff. It's drugged it down with it. It wouldn't matter. Oh, right. Like, it's like being, you're inside the ship anyway, so it's just going to float on the ceiling of the ship. Right, yeah, true. Okay. Because they normally put them, like, for, I don't know where they are on ships, but in planes, they're normally in the tail of the plane. Yeah. That's normally the first piece to break off. Okay. So they're most likely to find it. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, not like, explode and burn. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. For this way from the motor, uh, the big the, fiery I'm part. I'm assuming they're going to put this somewhere in like the helm of a, of a ship. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. And the Bermuda Triangles, we're, we'll talk about that after we get through all these disappearances. The geography of the underwater section of the Bermuda Triangle is very odd. Okay. Very odd. Yeah, so the house to... of God. Okay, yes, enough of that. I gotta sing it one time fully. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Uh, so, anyways, 2017, a private plane, another Bermuda plane incident happened May 2007, when a Skylight Group founder of uh, the Skylight Group founder and CEO uh, Jennifer Blunin, her three-year-old and her four-year-old sons, her boyfriend and pilot Nathan, vanished. The plane was about 24,000 feet and disappeared off a of radar. The Miami traffic control lost radio contact. Uh, Nath, or no, sorry. Jennifer was traveling with her children to, from Puerto Rico to Titsonville, Florida. Sounds like a Florida place. <laughs> and her private plane, piloted by her boyfriend, they were flying east of Bermuda, uh, the Bermuda Archipelagos, when they vanished. The following day, the U.S. Coast Guard discovered a debris field of the missing plane 15 miles east of the islands. No one was on board was found, and the cause of the crash was still undetermined. Mm. So that's a really weird one. Like, this one, it, very rich person. With her kids and everything. Yeah. yeah. The two very young children may have died in this crash. I mean, we can only assume. You know, we yeah. don't have bodies, so it's not 100%. But And it disappeared off a radar. Like, like many of the others. And there's a lot of stuff with this radar. Like, there's a lot of common threads. Right, exactly, yeah. My last one on this... Non-comprehensive list is Mako Cuddy cabin vessel. So nope. Mako Mako's a, a a type of ship. It's a Boston Whaler style ship. Oh, okay. The disappearance of twenty people on board of a twenty-nine foot Mako Cuddy cabin vessel is shrouded in secrecy. The ship suddenly left Miami Beh- or, or, on December twenty-eighth, twenty twenty or twenty twenty, uh, bound for Lake Worth Beach, Florida. This is all the information that was given on the missing vessel and the passengers. The weather was good. There was no communication or distress signal sent. The 20 people were never identified. The purpose of this voyage was also unknown and secret. The secrecy of these details created all types of rumors and speculation around the people outriding a drug run operation or a refugee attempting to enter the U.S. illegally. The U.S. Coast Guard searched 17,000 square miles over 84 hours before calling off the search. No wreckage, no debris, and no remains were ever found. Uh, why this one made the list? Because this is not an uncommon thing. What is weird about this is that the amount of secrecy behind it. Not one name was listed. Mm, okay. Not one, like not even the boat captain, not who owned the boat, not what they were doing, not where they were. Like it was. And it's twenty all, people on board. 
20 people, not one name ever released. That's... I thought so, I said it again, but on, that is odd. Like, yeah, that's really you're weird. You're going to say that a whole lot this episode. Yeah. But it's something like that. Well, so the rumors, they think like some people saying it's a drug run operation. The U.S. government knew it was a drug run operation. They didn't want to let anybody else know that they knew it was a drug run operation. Oh, uh, okay. So like whether it was, they were like some people say the U.S. government was in on the drug run operation mm-hmm. or that they were getting ready to like tighten the net on this. Yeah. And they didn't want the rest of the, uh, the people inside this operation to know about it. Okay, so it's so they it wanted close to, to the vest. It, yeah, they wanted to, they didn't want to release any names because they didn't want like the, the the cabals or whatever to know that they this know is, them. This is what's going on. Yeah. The other side of it is that you know, it was illegal refugees attempting to enter the U.S. Not an uncommon thing in Florida, right? Especially you know, I mean, this is 2020, but it's been thing you know forever. But still, even in that aspect, if people go uh, like missing, I mean. It's not like that big of. If it's that, I mean, it's not like the most worst thing. Like they would disclose, wouldn't disclose that information because, oh no, like illegal aliens were about to enter. Like I don't know. I just feel like that wouldn't be. I like the first idea a lot better because when people go, I don't know. When all this stuff, we got names for everything. The ship, the names of people, all everyone that went missing, everyone that's on board, but for a reason not to disclose that. It. There's definitely a reason behind it, and I like that reason, the first one. Like, all right, we need to keep this information hidden because it's knowledge people aren't supposed to be privy to. So, I don't know. I I like to lean that way more. So, before we move on to our next little section, we're going to take our intermission now. Yes. Are you ready, Jay? I am ready. I'm going to hit this button. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, and we're back. Abrupt stop. It's It's like on the same slider I thought it was on. (laughs) I was like cruising in the car and then you just slam the brakes and the good thing I was wearing my seatbelt. So we just talked about disappearances. (laughs) Right. Yeah. The U.S. government has lost a staggering amount of men and women in the Bermuda Triangle. When you mean the U.S. government, like people that work for the government or just people in the U.S.? No, U.S. government, like employees, Navy has lost soldiers. Like a lot of them in the Bermuda Triangle. It's weird that it's not talked about. I, and there's all kinds of Bermuda Triangle documentaries. You know, Flight 19 was Army. Or yeah. No, sorry, Flight 19, Flight 19 was Navy. Okay. Uh, Navies have they have ships or airplanes? Yeah. What do you think all the Navy destroyers? What do you think's on their back? Air Force ships. I guess okay. I just figured they worked in tandem. I guess no, not. no. The branches, the branches. Oh, you're right. Of yeah, that's stupid. That's stupid. I don't know. I guess always in my head. That's just the navies had the ships. No, the air... there's navy. There's navy. Anyways, uh, yeah. Okay. There's navy planes. Yeah. And there's plane planes. What actually? Like before we even get to just that is pretty astat- astounding. Like that, uh, U.S. government's lost a lot of people. But beyond that, 
a lot of these are very, very recent. And um, we, like as a, a, a country, a government, I don't know what you want to say, but aren't really doing anything about this at all. You may be wrong. Really? We'll get there. That's like part I, four. I guess it's just not a public conversation then. Because it got boring. I guess. It happens. So much that it's boring. The last hundred years, there has been hundreds of ships right. disappear in this triangle. It's dozens of planes and even people from shore. You know, this kind of coincides with our season one finale with the Mothman. There were so many UFO sightings, people just got bored. Didn't care anymore. So, like I said, the Bermuda Triangle has been in the spotlight forever. But this army thing. So, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, Flight 19, obviously, they lost 14 airmen the first time around. And then they lost another 13 for the search party. Dang. That's the first kind of one. Uh, but there's been dozens and dozens and dozens of Army personnel, Navy personnel lost in this thing. Just gone completely missing. Why we know so much about the Army personnel is because of good record keeping. The private sector may be a lot bigger than originally led on to. Yeah. Because pilots, famous, you know, these little planes and stuff like that, may not be reporting. These puddle skips and stuff like that, you know, if they're landing on the water, they're not reporting. Mm -hmm. Like Jimmy Buffett, like I, I've told the story on this podcast, a lot of times we almost got ran over by Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> may not even been Jimmy Buffett. It was Jimmy Buffett's plane. Yeah, yeah. It was him. Let's just say it was him. Uh, anyways, so there's tons and tons and tons. I mean, there's tons we're not even going to go into because literally we could do hours and hours and hours. Like, literally, I'm scrolling through this list still. Right, yeah. I do want to cover one, this incident on land in the Bahamas, that Bimini, oh, sorry, Bimini Beach. I was going to say that earlier. Bimini is what I was trying to say. Bimini. Up. Yeah. Bimini. Because, yeah, I got stuff about that then later, too. 1969, August, Great Isaac's Lighthouse in Bimini, Bahamas. Uh, during a hurricane, two keepers disappeared and were never found. This uh, uh, so BuzzFeed actually did a whole episode on this. Like it's weird. Hmm. There was some high waves, but nothing extreme for this uh, lighthouse. They could have been inside. They could have been safe. Like there's, they disappeared from what some people say is inside the lighthouse. Oh, okay. It's weird. Yeah, it's really weird. So they were in the lighthouse, and then they're just gone. No more record of them. No more record of them. Okay, wiped off the face of the earth. <sighs> It's it's crazy. What and, were you gonna say about the Bimini Islands? Well, I was just uh, Bimini is like uh, just north of the Bahamas, I believe, but just east of this coast of southern Florida. It's not that far off, but um, under the water, that's where they found the the Bimini Road. You know, Bimini Road comes up later. That's you can go ahead and talk about it. It just it does come up. I have it. Okay, if anyone's listening doesn't know what the Bimini Road is, it's under it's underwater. It's like a structure partially like, underwater. Uh, some of it's actually is surfaced. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some of it's on one of the islands. Um, okay, well, that makes sense. But um, it's basically like a, a pathway. like, And some people, science, modern archaeologists and scientists say it, it's just a natural phenomenon. But it's really like these blocks placed in like a certain sequence. Now, to be fair. Yes. It does, rocks, some types of rocks do do that. Correct. They like, uh, I can't even think, the octagon rocks from like the UK. Right, I've Literally seen those. Literally, they're all the same size, like almost like because they're crystalline patterns they form. They look like from the top, they look like they're right. man-made, but they are not man-made. But these ones are like brick-shaped. Now, the like, Bimini Road, I can't remember the type of stone. It does have a cleavage point that breaks in nine degree angles almost. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the Bimini Road. I go back and forth. It's like when we talk about Bigfoot. Yeah. Like any given day, I may have like I have a different opinion where it's a natural occurring phenomena or it is man-made. 
or it's both. I guess they could take advantage of... Of naturally occurring rocks that are breaking in these patterns. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. That could so, be done. Yeah, that rocks, the rock, I can't remember the type of rock, but the rock does have that cleavage point to where it kind of likes to break in boxes. Either either way, it is odd. So, like... Uh, just this air... But what, they, what they speculate from this road being there, though, is that when the oceans were... A little bit lower, lower. The last ice age. Yeah, they're saying that this could have been a spot of like an ancient civilization, like advanced civilization that built this road, and you know it has since been flooded over, you know, by the ocean, by the whole freaking ocean. But that's what they speculate. You know, there could have been civilization or something in this area living here that constructed this. And a weird thing with the Bimini Road against it being man-made is that divers have recorded off of it, like off this like quote-unquote road. Okay. There being big chunks of what appears to be the road just by themselves, mm-hmm. like naturally occurring rock formations. But, I mean, could that have been from when the world was flooded and going through some turbulence that some of it just could have got pushed away by currents? In my opinion, that it's, it would all be, like, destroyed. Like, a big chunk to, like, the parts where these roads are, I like I said, I don't have a hard opinion on the big yeah. road. i just saying, playing devil's advocate, that... There are there's a lot of evidence that just they're natural. There's a lot of evidence that just they're not natural. Mm-hmm. It's really where you want to fall as a person with Bimini Road. And anyone listening or that's listened to our show from it knows exactly where I fall when it comes to that. Yeah, and it's I I don't <laughs> necessarily say they're not man built. It's just one of those weird things that where there is a lot of evidence saying that they're naturally occurring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's but the, it's not. What's the site off of Japan? Oh, that the, has the uh, Turtle Rock and all that it's stuff. Uh, om, om, uh, it's some it's no Whatever like Omigumilai or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's 100% it's 100% natural. Yeah, that one's like, just Do you ever see that guy take rocks from it and take them onto land and throw them against the ground and they just break in They almost always break in 90 degree angles. Yeah, yeah. And it's like on a point where the ocean has been beating it. Cuz yeah, and I was on this I was always on the fence on that one too, but like when you look at the structure as a whole, like there's staircases, you know, and quote unquote but they don't lead to the, – the way that it's constructed, it doesn't seem to be any sort of useful um, pattern or structure or uh, build that would perform any function that's actually – that you use or you'd live on or something like that. It just – it doesn't seem very functional if it is man-made. That's the, that's the one thing that to me was like, okay, this is – there might not be anything like actually – like ancient civilization here. But it does fall on that little uh, – Spot where it's because the coastlines of the of the world like aren't really studied archaeolo- archaeologists don't study what's just beyond the coast like the coastline underwater now, because yeah, we definitely need to because we just discovered the mammoth kill pits in Lake Michigan right yeah that were way deeper than what people think they were thinking they were yeah oh yeah and that's just like one little example I know I'm just saying that that's yeah. one thing that's just like but it's an example like it's a legit example of that you can use and but archaeology just don't study that stuff only because the they believe and it's it's the narrative that civilization didn't exist back then when the waters were that low so there cannot be any human you know uh not human remains but human like uh what's what I'm, what's the word I'm like building remains like archaeological sites yeah, and like, stuff like that just civilization remains like being there so they don't they don't even look cuz it's not there's nothing there that's what they say and you know, it's it's anyone that's seeking truth knows that's not how you go about searching for truth. It's just automatically dismissing things that doesn't fall into your narrative that you basically constructed yourself and not like individuals, but as a whole. 
you know, what our institutions and our history books and what we're taught, what is and what isn't, that doesn't fall into their line of narrative. So you don't even look at it. Don't even study it. It's the same thing. Even on land, they don't dig. They only dig so deep and then like, okay, anything beyond this, there's no such, there's no human like remain, like he, it just doesn't exist there. So you don't even look if, if, if you find anything that deep, oh, it must be some anomaly how it got there. Maybe you planted it there or something it just doesn't exist. Not the way to go about looking at history or evidence. What's there? I don't know. I get off my soapbox. Do you want a few more disappearing things from my list to really nail the point home? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. All right. So, so I'm going to give you a couple air, a couple C, and that's it. And we'll move on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see. This list is humongous, by the way, everybody. Then this is just literally the famous ones. Is this more like uh, military stuff? I have a couple military. I have a couple private. What's whatever you want. Okay. Whatever you want, baby girl, I'll give you. Oh. 1965. June 9th, the AUSAF C-19 flying boxcar of the 440th Troop Carrier Wing uh, went missing between Florida and Grand Tunk or Trunk Island. We're going to talk about Trunk Island a lot in these episodes. Okay. Just because it's one of the famous Bahama or uh, Bermuda Islands. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, The last call from the plane came from a point just north of Crooked Island, uh, Bahamas. 177 miles of Grand Trunk Island, from Grand Trunk Island. On July 18th, 1965, debris from the plane was found on the beach of Golden Rock Clay, just off the northwestern shore of Ankins Island. So yeah, this giant boxcar plane just disappeared, crashed, destroyed. But it was like it was being recorded normally. They were talking back and forth normally. Nothing weird had happened. Okay. Keep in mind, this a military plane. Right. Yeah. I think those are more important. I mean, as far as uh, driving the point home, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to see. Uh, Turkish Airline, February 23rd of 2017. Flight TK183 on the Airbus A13 was forced to change its direction from uh, Havana, Cuba, to Wa- or Wallington Dulles Airport after some mechanical and electrical problems occurred over the triangle. Uh, nobody's been able to explain this feat, so they landed safely. So with modern technology, we seem to be getting better and better at defeating the triangle. At, at what? Defeating the triangle. Oh, defeating. I thought you said in feeding. No. Like, oh, no. That was old stuff. Yeah. Like when they had one altimeter on the plane and it just went wrong and they just drove into the ocean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. So this plane, literally this giant Turkish airline, had problems over the triangle. Okay. The, when they landed, nobody could explain. Okay. And then they, it went back to being fine. Oh, okay. So it's just like weird anomalies and then it was... And it was over. Yeah. But they didn't go missing? No. Okay. 1824. Now, this is some more incidents at sea. USS Wildcat, on course to Cuba, to Tompkins Island, lost 14 people on board. Lost in a gale with 31 on board. So, uh, yeah. So, it's great. Like, it's just a real old one, simple one. Like, this ship just disappeared. Right, yeah. Rosaline, uh, 1940, Rosaline found abandoned, which was a ship... Okay. She was found derelict. So it just means floating at sea with nobody on Nobody on it, yep. 1840. That was this one? Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of those. We're going to, that's a whole episode. Now, is this following, would that ship then be a ghost ship or a phantom ship? That's a ghost. What? The ghost ship being a derelict ship. Oh, okay. So that's that's what that means? Mm Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. The USS uh, Portrius, AC-9. Lost with all 50, not, this is 1941, 
Lost with all 58 pa- persons on board in heavy seas, having departed by St. Thomas just in the Virgin Islands with a cargo of Bayonex on 20th, or November 23rd. The following month, its sister ship, the USS Norius, was lost with all 61 persons on board, also having departed from the same island with the same cargo hmm. on December 10th. And according to research near uh, Rear Admiral George V. Doris, USN, who was familiar with the type of ship and the service of the USN, the acidic coal cargo would seriously erode the long-term uh, support beams, making the aging and poor construction colliding with extremely variable and breaking heavy seas. Both sister ships to the USS Cyclops. That sounds cool. That's one of the really, it's a really famous like big ship. Okay. So he was saying that uh, it must have been the coal type, the coal refined stuff. They were hard, like ate a hole in the ship, and they both sank, mm. and they all disappeared. Just disappeared. Okay. The Revenek, a forty-three foot racing yacht, was lost with owner Harvard Culver and four others on board between Key West and Miami in a hurricane. The only trace was found was a fourteen foot skiff from the yacht near Jupiter, Jupiter Florida. Mm, okay. How many more you want? I mean, uh, we got we definitely as we got. I have like swapped. fifty. Yeah, I, I could keep going for another hour and a half. Okay, well, I mean, that's pretty good for right now. I mean, basically, what we've already hammered home is whether private, military, if anything going in this area, uh, and well, actually, well, go, obviously goes missing or the people go missing. That's kind of one thing that stood out to me between all of these is some of them they actually found. The bodies still on the ships, but everyone was just dead on it. Or they found the ships, and everybody's just completely gone, disappeared. Two very different outcomes. Or and then the third one is just the ship or plane is just complete. Well, plane. I don't think they ever found a plane uh, with people still on it or anything like that. But with, with the ships, just uh, in particular, uh, they go just completely missing. But I think it is weird how some of them have people still on them, but they're dead. That's more rare than not. Like that's really rare. It's very. It's and it's very weird. And then and then I think it's also very weird that the ships just go, are there, but nobody's on it. Like, is it safer to abandon ship? Do they have lifeboats or something? The I wind would knock s- them off. Or yeah, the wind knock them. I I don't know. Or do you think the wind pushed the people off? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Per, I guess perhaps if they're in the middle of a hurricane. But then the ship would probably be gone, too. I don't think the ship would last. I don't think, unless it's a big freighter, but even then, mm. might be vulnerable to a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, Bermuda's out, like, in the middle of the ocean, like, straight out from Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's just weird to me. I always thought it was, like, really south. south. I know. It's, it just feels like it, right? Uh, and so, Puerto Rico, Florida, and Bermuda. Let's talk about some geology before we get into the spooky stuff. Okay. It'll be next episode. It's the spooky, scary skeletons living at the bottom of the sea. <laughs> they would come up. Oh, gosh. Scooby-Doo also comes up like 82 times. Oh, good. Scooby-Doo. They predict everything. It's like the Simpsons for the paranormal. <gasps> Maybe you're on to something. I, it's not on to something. It is how it is. Yeah, I know, but no one's ever brought that to the public sphere, I don't We've think. We've all known it. But no one's said it. I just said it. I know. There you go. I so, came up with the idea then. Good. Uh, no, so unique geology of the ocean floor. So Florida and Puerto Rico are kind of on the same shelf. 
the shallow water shelf. And it's not oh. shallow, shallow water. You know, it can be up to several hundred feet deep. But shallow in terms of it's, of not, ocean. it's not where the Titanic is laying. Now, just uh, so just east of that shelf, it drops off significantly to like up to 15, 16, 17,000 feet. Oh, so that is like where the Titanic is. It does not get shallow again to like right at Bermuda. Okay. So it's just a big trench. Yeah, it's like a gigantic oceanic trench. Yeah, okay. So when we get into some of the really weird, maybe proposed weather phenomena, that may be something to do with it. Now keep in mind, like the jet stream runs in between the Bermuda and the coast. Okay. So there's a lot of churning water there. Yeah, actually, I just got an idea, but... Uh, save it. Like, really save it. Let me write this down. Because <laughs> something just popped in my head, and I think it might actually have something to it. But okay, go on. No, so this is just like the tectonic plates that are out there. It's the Mid Atlantic Ridge is like way. I mean, it's way way out there. Okay. But some people think that uh, that may be affecting the triangle itself. Is the giant t- plate tectonic activity that's way out there? Now, this is not like the Mid Atlantic Ridge is not nearly as famous as like the Ring of Fire in the Pacific Ocean. Okay. But it could be causing some of these anomalies. Like later on, we'll talk about giant standing waves. We'll talk about clapping waves and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, which could like eat a plane. It would literally look like the ocean is eating a plane. What do you mean clapping? Like they the waves come together? It's a it's we'll like, explain it. Like we'll okay. get there. Okay. It's a whole like there's a lot of weird phenomena. Okay. That is proposed by this unique geology of the area. Okay. But it also can explain why a lot of the stuff isn't found. Gotcha. So unlike when stuff goes missing close to the coast of both Puerto Rico and Florida. It would only end up in several hundred feet of water and maybe more easily found. Land is much more relevant. Like, there's tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of little islands in between Florida and Puerto Rico. Well, here's an idea, though. If, if they want to recover, you know, that deep area, why don't we get a few more billionaires to get build a, you know, a vessel that can go deep under the water and... Very topical. Send them down there and see if they can recover some of these missing ships. Maybe there's something down there that can solve this anomaly. If you know a billion out there that... Uh, needs to go on a little trip how about you propose this idea to them so anyways bermuda like it doesn't get re-shallow again till then so there's a lot of space like in between that people are flying okay that there's an active area of the ocean right but yeah. there's a lot of space of super deep water off the shelf that stuff when it goes down is just gone Right. We're talking stuff deeper than the Titanic. Exactly, yeah. So when it's gone, it's gone. It's you gone. Know, Titanic, we kind of knew where it went down. Right. Like, this is stuff that may be bigger than Titanic, like those cargo ships we talked about. But they're in a lot bigger area in a lot deeper water. A lot deeper, yeah. I mean, I don't know what you'd even need to go down there besides, like, one of those. And the other thing is why we don't maybe not find people is, like I said, between Puerto Rico and Florida, there's a lot of islands. Right. It's, you know, there's shallow water currents. There's people, con- like, buzzing with activity. Between Florida and Bermuda and Puerto Rico and Bermuda, it's just open ocean. Yeah. There's a few little island chains here and there, but it's, I mean, it's like finding a quarter on the U.S. continent. A needle in a haystack. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. And it is, like, getting out in that ocean, like, on a little boat even, it's it's scary. And when you're out, uh, as scary as in the sense of you look at your whole perimeter and you just see, uh, what's that, your horizon? all the way 360 around you and you're floating on this little ship that's the only thing you got keeping you alive it's it's a little uh overwhelming if you stop and think about it just just keep fishing don't even think about it just keep fishing so if you look at the bermuda island itself it is most of the bermuda island is underwater just barely oh okay 
And like the actual. So there's a lot of landmass. Like no, it's tiny. I mean underwater. Yes. Yes. Okay. The island itself is really tiny. So if you look at, I know I can't show everybody at home, but that little red area is the actual island. Gotcha. The rest of it is just ground that's barely underneath. So like, and then it instantly drops to like four to five kilometers. So I'm sure at some point in time, like there was a lot more of that island that was above water. I would say. Yeah. So a point to the next section of this fun season finale would point to what kind of habitat is proposed by mysterious creatures in this area. Living in these deep trenches? So right off the gate, you go from these very shallow water environments where large animals have a lot of trouble moving to instantly giant deep water, like monstrous water depth. Could animals, specifically these gigantic cryptids, be causing these disappearances. You cannot rule it out. No. I, you can rule it out on the airplane ones. <laughs> I'll say I, that. Can you? I would. Unless you got spinning sharks flying up out of the water. Spinner gra- sharks. Spinner sharks jumping up, grabbing the giant ones. What about giant tentacles? Still. What have I told you that's been seen? Giant tentacles? Grabbing planes. In the Bermuda. No, it hasn't been seen. You guys will have to wait till the next episode to find out. Ooh. When we come back for the next installment of Bermuda Triangle, we're starting in with Beast of Bermuda. Bum, but, bum, bum. Oh. <laughs> what? I don't know. You kept saying, but b- like, B words. I thought you were going to say bye. Oh, no. So I have been the great and powerful mystery. And I've been Jake Clone 42. I think it was 72, but. I don't remember. We'll get there. That's divisible by seven. Hopefully this is a good interlude to just some of the weirdness of the Bermuda Triangle. And I think this is going to be a four-parter by the end of it. Probably. Uh, So hang in there. Next episode, getting right into it with monsters. All right. Monsters, myth, and mayhem. All right. I have been the great and powerful mystery. I've been Jay. I know we just did that, but I felt like we had to do it again. Thank you guys for your support. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash com. And don't forget, stay magical. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.